0: This is CPX number 107, Scripture and Tradition. Catechism of Pope St. Pius X is CPX page 139 to 143, question and answer number 14 through 36. Notice we are still under this section of supernatural faith. And by the way, quick note to bene for you, unfortunately I might be doing two VLXs a month now and only two CPXs a month because of my schedule. My schedule's getting overwhelming, uh, not so much with the several hours of prayer and study, because that's supposed to add to our schedule actually, but um, really helping in different urgent situations and correspondence nearly every day. Now maybe I can keep going on a few videos a week, but just pray for my discernment and time management. Either way, please send friends to catch up on this series. And if you're listening in real time, it is still the Easter octave. Happy Easter, Christ is risen, Christ is truly risen. Omni pacis fidelis tu santi amen Heavenly King consoler spirit spirit of truth who art present everywhere and filling all things treasure of all good and source of all life come dwell in us cleanse us and save us you who are all good amen Omni pacis fidelis tu santi amen Number 14 can we comprehend all the truths of faith answer no we cannot comprehend all the truths of faith because some of these truths are mysteries Number 15 what are mysteries Answer, mysteries are truths above reason, and which we are to believe even though we cannot comprehend them. Number sixteen, why must we believe mysteries? Answer, we must believe mysteries because they are revealed to us by God, who, being infinite truth and goodness, can neither deceive nor be deceived. Number seventeen, are mysteries contrary to reason? Answer, mysteries are above, not contrary to reason, and even reason itself persuades us to accept the mysteries. Number 18, why cannot the mysteries be contrary to reason? Answer, the mysteries cannot be contrary to reason because the same God who has given us the light of reason has also revealed the mysteries and he cannot contradict himself. Unholy scripture. Number 19, where are the truths which God has revealed contained? Answer, the truths which God has revealed are contained in holy scripture and in tradition. Number 20, what is holy scripture? Answer, holy scripture is the collection of books Written under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, by the prophets and the hagiographers, the apostles and the evangelists, these books have been received by the Church as inspired. Number 21. How is Holy Scripture divided? Answer. Holy Scripture is divided into two parts, the Old and the New Testament. Number 22. What is the Old Testament? Answer. The Old Testament comprises the inspired books written before the coming of Jesus Christ. Number 23. What is the New Testament? Answer, the New Testament comprises the inspired books written after the coming of Jesus Christ. Number 24, what is the common name for Holy Scripture? Answer, the common name for Holy Scripture is the Holy Bible. Number 25, what is the meaning of the word Bible? Answer, the word Bible means the collection of holy books, the book par excellence, the book of books, the book inspired by God. Number 26, why is Holy Scripture called the book par excellence? Answer, Holy Scripture is so-called because of the surpassing merit of the content as well as the author who inspired it. Number 27, can there be any error in Holy Scripture? Answer, there cannot be any error in Holy Scripture since indeed it is inspired by God. The author of all the books is God himself. This does not prevent that in copies and translations that have been made, some errors on the part of the copyists or translators may have crept into it. Number 28, is the reading of the Bible necessary to all Christians? Answer, the reading of the Bible is not necessary to all Christians since they are instructed by the Church. However, its reading is very useful and recommended to all. Number 29, may any translation of the Bible in the the vernacular be used? Answer, we can read those translations of the Bible in the vernacular which have been acknowledged as faithful by the Catholic Church and which have explanations also approved by the Church. Number 30, why may we only read translations of the Bible approved by the church? Answer, we may only read translations of the Bible approved by the church because she alone is the lawful guardian of the Bible. Number 31, through which means can we know the true meaning of the Holy Scripture? Answer, we can only know the true meaning of Holy Scripture through the church's interpretation because she alone is secure against errors in that interpretation. Number 32, what should a Christian do who has been given a Bible by a Protestant or by an agent of the Protestants? Answer, a Christian to whom a Bible has been offered by a Protestant or an agent of the Protestants should reject it with disgust because it is forbidden by the church. If it was accepted by inadvertence, it must be burnt as soon as possible or handed in to the parish priest. Number 33, why does the church forbid Protestant Bibles? Answer, the church forbids Protestant Bibles because either they have been altered and contain errors or not having her approbation and footnotes explaining the obscure meanings, they may be harmful to the faith. It is for that same reason that the church even forbids translations of the Holy Scriptures already approved by her which have been reprinted without the footnotes approved by her. On tradition, number 34, what is meant by tradition? Answer, tradition is the non-written word of God which has been transmitted by word of mouth by Jesus Christ and by the apostles, and which has come down to us through the centuries by the means of the church without being altered. Number 35. Where are the teachings of tradition kept? Answer. The teachings of tradition are kept chiefly in the council's decrees, the writings of the Holy Fathers, the acts of the Holy See, and the words and practices of the sacred liturgy. Number 36. What importance must we attach to tradition? Answer, we must attach to tradition the same importance as the revealed word of God, which Holy Scripture contains. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so let's look at number 15 and 28 and 33. Let me repeat 15's question and answer here. What are mysteries? Answer, mysteries are truths above reason in which we are to believe even though we cannot comprehend them. Okay, so notice it says that mysteries are truths above reason. The Pope St. Pius X did not say that they are against reason or against the faith. The fact is this, mysteries all flow in concert with both faith and reason, but they are supra-rational, not anti-rational. In some sense, they are supra-faith that most of us have, but they're not against the basic faith of a peasant. All mysteries gel with the magisterium. Think of the Trinity, the Blessed Trinity. We don't understand what it means to say that there are three persons in one God. This side of the veil, this side of heaven, we don't understand what that really means to say there's three persons in one God. But we know it's true because of divine revelation. And we will, please God, see this mystery face to face if we make it to heaven. And number 28 again, is the reading of the Bible necessary to all Christians? Answer, the reading of the Bible is not necessary to all Christians since they are instructed by the church. However, its reading is very useful and recommended to all. All right, now notice that Pope St. Pius X, he wrote that over 120 years ago. And again, he wrote, the reading of the Bible is not necessary to all Christians. This is not the same sentence as all these people now who say Catholics prohibited other Catholics from reading the Bible. Notice there's a big difference between those two sentences. Okay, what do I think of this notion that Catholics should read the Catechism more than the Bible? Well, in some sense, even though I teach a Bible study online called VLX, I still agree 100% with Pope St. Pius X that the reading of the Bible is not necessary to all Christians since they are instructed by the church. However, its reading is very useful and recommended to all. Okay, so you ask, how could... How could Father David possibly agree with that while teaching lay people to read the Bible in his VLX series? Well, look at this fact. Most Novus Ordo parishes have Bible studies now, and they're teaching total garbage. That's not the case in every Novus Ordo parish, but there's a lot of Catholics that brag about a Bible study that they're in, and all they're doing is sharing feelings. Lots of Catholics are now reading their Bible, but they ironically have much less knowledge of the Catholic faith. Now, that's not because they're reading the Bible, but because they're reading the Bible without catechesis, without an old school catechism, without someone instructing them in tradition. Look at someone like my great-grandparents from Ireland. They probably didn't read their Bible, but they did know how to get to heaven from what the Catholic Church had given them in the Mass and in the Rosary and in the Catechism. So look, I'm all for you reading the Bible, but you're bound to fall into error if you're not also supplementing that with doctrinal instruction. And in fact, this was true in the first century. Did you know that? Listen to what St. Peter said about the writing of St. Paul in 2 Peter 3. St. Peter writes, "...and count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, know this beforehand." Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. So right there, St. Peter is saying that there were Christians already in the first century who were twisting the scriptures to their own destruction. Why? Because they were caught up in the errors of lawless people. So anytime you come across Catholics anywhere in the hierarchy who appear lawless, that's how you know they're bound to twist the scriptures. And this is where we're always safe in the traditional magisterium. And that's also why Pope St. Pius X said in number 31 today, we can only know the true meaning of Holy Scripture through the church's interpretation because she alone is secure against error in that interpretation. And let's wrap it up today by repeating number 33. Why does the church forbid Protestant Bibles? Answer, the church forbids Protestant Bibles because either they have been altered and contain errors or not having her approbation and footnotes explaining the obscure meanings, they may be harmful to the faith. It is for that same reason that the Church even forbids translations of the Sacred Scriptures already approved by her, which have been reprinted without the footnotes approved by her. Okay, now this is important. Let me let me add on top of Pope Saint Pius the words today something he did not see coming hundred years ago: this huge problem that allegedly Catholic groups like the USCCB would actually approve of Bibles full of footnotes with error. I'm not kidding. The uh, the new american bible known as the nab this is an allegedly catholic bible and if you look in the footnotes repeatedly it denies the miracles of christ denies the miracles of the old testament overturns the historicity of the bible you can look in almost any page of footnotes and find the same footnotes you might find in like a unitarian universalist bible it's absolutely ridiculous how how they constantly overturn in the footnotes in the nab the inerrancy of scripture, the miracles, the historicity of numerous people in the Bible. And unfortunately, the NAB is the version read in nearly every Novus Ordo Mass coast to coast in the United States. Now, I'm not saying there's errors in every chapter of the NAB itself, even though it is a really rotten translation. I'm not saying there's errors in every chapter of the NAB, but I am saying all the footnotes are total garbage um, because they deny the word of God on nearly every page of these footnotes. Now, people might say, well, who are you to rip on the USCCB in the translation that they've approved, or rather the footnotes that they've approved? Well, the answer is we all have overwhelming evidence that modernists have altered tradition. What does it mean to alter, tra- tra- alter tradition? Well, Pope St. Pius X said in his answer to number 34 today, Tradition is the non-written word of God which has been transmitted by word of mouth by Jesus Christ and by the apostles and which has come down to us through the centuries by the means of the church without being altered. Do you hear those last three words? Without being altered. So if you happen to notice a faith or a liturgy that was altered, then we know this was not from Christ and the apostles. And last quick note, I do recommend my video, VLX number 105, Why We Can Trust the Sacred Scriptures might want to listen to that if you still need to rewire as i did all these things we learned about the bible growing up in catholic schools especially if you're now turning to tradition please say an our father for me et benedictus de potentis Patri sci et spiritu sancti descendit super vos et semper amen